0: Weird Things is brought to you by Patreon.com slash Weird Things. Support the show.
1: Hello and welcome to the Weird Things podcast. I'm Andrew May, joined by Brian Brushwood. Yes. Justin Robert Young. Hola. And Mr. Bryce Castillo. Bienvenue. <laughs> what? So, what? It's or, good. What? It's good. Oh,
2: it's okay. good. Very, I didn't laugh at Ola. It's very good. Okay, thank you. Wait, wait,
3: wait, mainly because he didn't deliver it very well. You delivered that very well. That's yeah. why we all try Bienvenue.
2: Out. See? Okay. You're only I'm selling our own case. Getting into it. I'm getting into it. Hi, Andrew.
1: So uh, this week we want to talk about hypnosis, but last week we talked a bit about memory and memory methods and different ways of trying to remember stuff. And it's a thing that I've been thinking about a lot because the more I interact with like AI systems that kind of do my thinking for me, the more I'm into the idea of like, man, what am I what am I losing? And we talked about how the ancients used to have, like the ancient Greeks and other civilizations had a lot of memory methods they would use that persisted all into the middle ages. Like Giordano Bruno had an entire like memory wheel that he would use to like keep track of things. And a lot of these really cool, like, medieval sort of manuscripts you'd see with, like, ornate systems and stuff were actually memory palaces. You remember this, then you can remember this, then you can remember that. So that had me thinking about how uh, I have trouble remembering faces and names. I mean, we all do, or most of us do. And the problem is, is you can read books that will tell you, oh, well, what you need to do is when you see somebody, associate their face with something in their name and, and do this, which is cool. But if the only practice I get is when I actually go out and meet people, there's a little flaw in that plan. Uh,
3: Yes, uh, 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 two flaws. Number one is, number one, you don't have a lot of opportunity to iterate on it. And number two, um, uh, I think the core thing is the hardest part of remembering things is deciding you want to remember a thing. (laughs) And uh, so uh, uh, we, we can't help with the second part, but, but you shared with me a little special, something that I think is quite good.
1: Yeah. So I've always wanted, not always, but ever since I thought about that, I thought, man, it'd be really cool to have an app where it just has like faces and names and you just practice and just sort of go through them and just sort of like test yourself and just try to remember it. And I couldn't find anything like that. I've looked online on the forums for memory tools, things like that. There's convoluted stuff. And meanwhile, I was thinking about doing a new blog post on how to use ChatGPT and GPT-4 to like code and build applications. I thought, aha, I have a solution here. And that is, let me have GPT-4 help me code an app for just testing myself with faces and whatnot. So um, I sat down, iterated on the idea with GPT-4, said, hey, like, what do you think about an app like this, you know, et cetera. And actually you could use regular GP, Chat GPT 3.5 to do that. But I got to the idea of like, okay, I just want a thing with images I scroll through, whatever. So I had to make me a JavaScript version first that I could just sort of run quickly and just tech. So I made a JavaScript version where it wrote, wrote all the code. I'm like, I need to have a list of photos with, you know, I'll have the names in the URL. It'll be like, you know, john underscore doe dot jpg so just grab five photos then you have the name and then you have the image so i made a javascript app that did that and had forward and backwards buttons fixed out figured out the key features to it
3: andrew sent that over um uh, i assume to uh, uh, me
0: uh, <laughs> you you assumed assume to you? Assume to you.
3: I, I was going to assume for the entire group, but I didn't want anybody to be upset. No, but, but, no,
0: go throw uh, that out. I, 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 who got I, it? Who didn't? Who got I, I, it? Did
3: you get it? Who got it? Who didn't? Did Nobody Justin knows. get it? Nobody did, knows. It's did you get it, Bryce? I
2: don't know that i got it okay oh. I, you know what you probably Shall don't I, remember oh. whether or not you got it oh yeah That's let me take my memory you know my and my memory palace is yeah. under construction there's a lot of dust we forgot uh, about you know
3: what i definitely remember getting it because i definitely downloaded it and definitely started
1: playing with it and it's quite good
0: so i definitely have yeah, it on this, my phone
1: this this thing that is the that's not the app that is the rough draft i made in javascript okay that is just the rough version Sure. That's not the finished yeah, app. Uh, like, uh, hey. for, for
3: audio listeners, uh, it's basically you see a face, you see a name. Your job is to uh, use some of the classically, you know, uh, universally recognized tools to link a face to a name, and then you get quizzed on it. They're flashcards, basically, and 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 it, yeah. it's quite quite good. Uh, uh, I, in fact, it was so good that once I got past five faces and names. I wanted to go farther, but then I thought, "Shouldn't I be working today?"
1: <laughs> and then I stopped. <laughs> yeah. I uh, let me check my uh, my invite list that went out there. I see a Justin Robert Young. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I see a Bryce Brightcast at his email. Oh. oh. Uh, never, never accepted. Never accepted.
0: Oh, what a betrayal! What a wow. difference of memory. That's really a personal slight. Wow. Well, that's crazy. Well, okay. Yeah. Oh okay. Oh, uh, well What an intentional slam by
2: crazy My false flag operation
0: didn't work. Yeah. Wow. What a what a <laughs> I, spin I in know. his eye. That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> He's one third of, of you know the the you know, one fourth of the show
2: here. It's, yeah. It,
0: it's it's uh, crazy you're starting that feud. <laughs> no,
2: I'm not. Yeah. It's uh, it, but it, it's it's interesting. So I main we, is the devs of humans. Devs. <laughs> no, Devs is fine. <laughs> Andrew them. is better he than devs. Them. No, he's better than devs even. Yeah. It's fine, Andrew. Andrew better than devs. Main oh, is back with well, us. yeah, but you hate Devs. No, but I, devs, devs is fine. So, okay, it was better than that.
3: I, 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 as somebody who started playing with it, um, I really liked. The starting prompts of, of there's just seven simple ideas of ways to associate a face with a name and dang if they don't work. I remember um, I don't know if they all show up in the same order, uh, but, but I, I remember the face of uh, joy uh, because I associated it with unfairly and transgressively with the face of my dog.
2: Yeah. Why is that unfair? Well uh, that, uh, that's not unfair actually. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna you
3: push you, you down like a little bit a bee? Uh, yeah, because it it is a woman and if I met her professionally it would be unkind and uh, uncouth for to me call to call To say I'm gonna remember your face because you have a toothy grin and crazy eyebrows that remind me of a dog's eyebrows my dog's name's Joy. Your name's Joy. I'll never forget it. And indeed, huh? I did not forget it. But you're allowed to do that.
2: That's not there's nothing wrong with Well, you can do it that. in your head. Well, correct. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, uh, can we show the finished
1: it. app? I don't know if you saw that.
2: Uh, yeah, we've got uh, the the website is up here uh, memorysnap.app <laughs> uh is is how people can get on the the test flight beta
1: yeah, but you see the the what the version we went through from like the rough JavaScript version to this, and then what I did for this is I downloaded. I wanted new images, so I had Dolly create me two hundred faces, and then mm. I built a script to generate profiles for everybody, then generate the faces. Then I went through to try to make sure that they were not too CGI looking. They're a little CGI, but they're I think the most. I think at first glance you wouldn't think they were CGI.
3: Yeah, well, I I, 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 yeah, I do They look not. good. Yeah, and and in fact, like uh, you know, part of, part of making things sticky in your mind is to um, uh, is to uh, uh, find weird flaws. And so as a result, because they're AI generated, you would notice like bushier than normal eyebrows on a certain face or, yeah, or a just... weird crinkle on their brow or whatever. So, So those became part of the pegs that I was focused on.
1: Yeah, I just went through, I went through them to try to avoid like what are Like normal, like what happens a lot, like images still eyes will get them off and wrong. So when the eyes were messed up, I just threw those out. Mm -hmm. So I had to create probably like 400 to get to like 200 good images. But um, a lot of them are, yeah, I would never know that that was a AI generated.
0: When did you start working on this?
2: Um, let me... Uh, per, Per at Andrew Main, there were a few hours of back and forth to get the final app, but... Quote, Much faster than if I'd done it on my own. Yeah, when
0: did, to like, go to when the I horse's to look mouth. The bottom, was it? That was that it to... after last week's episode?
2: Oh or yeah, before? definitely. Okay, yeah. Oh wow. After. Yeah, because you because you, the yeah, other yeah. thing is like this is an iOS app. This is like a. I'm assuming this is Swift. Um so Swift UI, yeah. So like not only is this like rebuilding that app, but also rebuilding it in a new language.
3: It it was so fast that I had a moment of confusion where I didn't know, and they both seemed equally probable. I, I thought to myself, either Andrew Main enjoyed talking about memory techniques on Friday and within five days has turned around an app, or he was working on an app and that's why he wedged in the conversation about memory techniques. Uh, and I, I legit did not know until I called him. And it turns out you just uh, well, made it very fast. I, I
0: think that's that's the fascinating element of it is that this app is slick. Uh-huh. It is a very slick app, uh, uh, considering that it was made within a week of when we had the conversation. That That is, you know, not to do another boy howdy AI, but like, boy howdy AI. It,
1: <laughs> it, it will, and I'll tell you... Um, Bro, as you're looking at this, like the yeah, I'm very happy. The not to say, oh, it's finished, but I'm like, this is the nicest app I've ever made, and <laughs> I've made been, I've made apps for over ten years, you know, and then put them in the store, pull them out, whatever. But this is the slickest one I've ever made. And then uh, part of that time though was really I'd have it, then I give it to my wife, get her feedback, then it's and I like I've been like working full time on other stuff right now, so like it's just been oh, I'll do this, put a little code in, spend a couple hours here on it, and then move on, but. I used it to, one, make the prototype in JavaScript, two, I when I dropped that JavaScript into ChatGPT, into GPT-4, and I said, hey, convert this into Swift UI, the first code it spit out worked, the very first code spit out worked. Damn. Like I didn't have to go in and tweak anything. I didn't do any hand coding to Swift. Everything I, every time I needed an improvement, I'd go back into GPT-4 and say, hey, can you make this? Can you put the button here? Can you move this here? Sometimes I had to kind of explain myself, and you know, you have to restart sessions too. You have to sort of take the last thing you did and then say, hey, I did this, now I need to do this. Once I finished the app or got it kind of where I was happy, I had, I'm like, oh, I want to add first and last names. I'm like, ah, how long will that be? I put the code, I did it all as a single page you know, file. I put it into GPT-4 and I said, hey, I want to add the ability to show first or last names and create a button that toggles this and put it in the menu bar thinking it'll take, I'll be another, spend another 45 minutes to an hour to get it, first time, right, put it in there. I had the I had the feature, I'm like, well, that was easy. And it was just a lot of just, some things were super easy. So then I'm like, I, okay, well, I got to write these menu cards at the beginning that tell you like, how to use the app. I had it write it and said, use an emoji. So when you open it up, you click on tutorial, and it shows you like, hey, this is how you do it. Chat GPT wrote all that. You know, I'd go tweak it, like add this method here, but it wrote the methods. It said, okay, look at my look at the look at the file and tell people how to use the app. And it wrote instructions on how to use the app. Wow. Then I took the code and I took which had that in there and I said, write my app store description and everything for that. And it wrote my app score app store description. And then I said, okay create my web page and that's the web page that we just linked to that was all made with GPT-4 wow there,
3: there does seem to be an interesting like moment of transformation where you start with a very simple version of the idea and there's a bit of teasing out stuff uh, there, there's what what I personally think of as kind of like a gets it moment where it's like it gets it it understands the idea after this you can expand 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 and then like at this point Andrew It gets it so well in whatever that thread is that I I suspect that you could, um, this is a crass example, but it's like, uh, redo everything from above, but about memorizing dog butts by breed. And it would be able to instantly do that. It would generate a bunch, you know, it's like, oh, no, I get it. Generate a bunch of pictures of dogs' butts of different breeds, put the names for the breeds and create a website and the whole thing. By the way, uh, I'd Mm. like to introduce my new competing act, uh, uh, act. An act. Ooh,
2: <laughs> taking it on the road.
0: <laughs>
2: Touring this one, <laughs> dog, dog, bring butt. your dogs. B-Y-O-B dogs. B Y O B dogs. B stands for dog. My point being
3: that once you get to a place where it seems to quote, get it, whatever that means, uh, it's pretty easy to remap a lot of things very quickly.
2: And a lot of stuff comes out of like X accidents. Like my most, uh, my most like giddy moment with chat jpt was a complete accident i've i, I like for, for whatever reason i'm into baccarat the card game and i've wanted to like oh my god it the would be one fun where
3: you just watch
2: the dealer play against themselves you and bet for which side you bet okay you bet. all right what what oh i'm sorry is that not a, not enough of a game of chance i anyway. mean how many
3: people can you piss off at the table by betting wrong on that game
2: that's not, that's not why everyone plays card. Okay. And oh, so, right. so I, so I was like, you know, I, I've been thinking like, okay, what would that look like if I tried to write something in JavaScript? And the one thing I was noodling around, not even working on anything was like, how would I, how would I, how would I shuffle a deck of cards? How would I randomize a deck of cards in like JavaScript? And so I just asked chat GPT, Hey, like, how would you shuffle a deck? How would you make a function in JavaScript that returns a shuffled deck of cards? And it would, in and, and it wrote it out, and and it explained the different functions, the different variables we put in. It said, "Oh, I used this theory that you didn't know about, but is definitely just a way to do that. I've already implemented it. Now you just plug this into other stuff." Like I didn't, even, I didn't want that. I didn't ask. Well, I guess I did ask for it, but I didn't expect to. But just you didn't, get it. you didn't know what you asked for, and right. And it made sure that you got it, and it was good. Like like Andrew yeah. was saying, it was pretty much ready to go if I had more, more code to put it into.
3: The, the explanations are the part that always stunned me. Like, I now, today, know more about JavaScript and Python programming than I did a month ago, and I have taken no classes. All I've done is request things and then watch them be made in front of me and then have a robot patiently explain to me what they're doing. And uh, I, I, I'm still far, far from being able to do anything on my own, but I could at least like recognize the, the general differences between the two uh, programming wow. languages and, and
2: what syntax works. Oh, wow. That's, that's, and to be able to compare two languages like that. Andrew has, has it's, does this, does
1: this track with you? Yeah, no, it's been, I, you know, I, for my job, I have to do a lot of times build like demo apps and internal stuff or kind of, you know, one off tools and stuff for some of my colleagues to use. And, you know, if a lot of times I have a clear idea what the thing needs to be, and that that helps, like, if you start off, you have a clear idea, it's very easy to iterate. And sometimes I'm surprised, because I'll be like, I need to do this. And this would be like, Oh, why don't you use this plus this? I'm like, well, okay, make the code and then it works. I'm like, well, that was easy, you know. And then sometimes you're just there, like ah, like to create the profiles. Okay, I, had, I went through this once before, so I knew there was a solution. I'm like, oh, I need to create a bunch of fake names. And I'm like, how do I create fake names? It's like, oh, there's a thing called Faker.js, which is a library that generates fake names. I'm like, oh, cool. Oh, but I'm in Python. It goes, oh, well, that's in Python too. Here's how to add it to your Wow, plugin. wow, that's so cool. And oh. They had another one, which was I said, "Oh, is there another way?" I wanted to build a, I wanted to build like a standalone. I forgot something that was like compl- I like to do things that are completely browser based because it keeps the code inside and not use a server. And it says, "Oh yeah, like use like uh, fake person API. Here's an API that will generate a fake person. You can just use that instead." And it gave me an API I never heard of that totally worked. Mm-hmm.
2: But you know, Damn. I was using when I that on that baccarat example, I was using what we talked about last week, the idea of like priming the ChatGPT. So like I pulled up the transcript and I mm. found out I first I actually ha- was having it try to explain the rules of baccarat in in a couple of different ways and then like six or seven messages down, hey, can you express uh, oh, this was a different one. Can you express the rules of Baccarat in, a, in JavaScript, and it just does it. And it's like, yeah, if it's like this, you do this. If it's like this, you do that.
1: Uh, uh, I would like to see F1 racing poem, please. Oh. <laughs> this is, uh,
3: I was about to say, Justin, that was a
1: bold move that Bryce just did to full screen
2: display on this. Justin, Justin <laughs> typed this one, and we did this on the bones. Um, I'll just read the okay. first v- verse. Speeding down the track so fast, the roar of engines a thrilling blast. The smell of gasoline and burning rubber, the F1 race a high octane blunder
0: I would like to make fun of Bryce but my my Chat GPT search histories just, are just an embarrassment. Oh, yeah. I, spent, I spent my entire morning trying to get a Stephen A. Smith from ESPN monologue of whether or not Russia or Ukraine would win the war. As long
3: as we're all confessing, I may have tried to entice GPT into some role play with Cobra Commander. <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> role play or role play? How far
3: I
0: could push it.
2: Oh, he was rolling in that play. Uh, rolling in that play.
0: I actually used it on the most recent PX3 episode because it was all about Tucker Carlson and where I think uh, things are headed uh, uh, with him setting up shop on the Internet uh, and, and the implications, I think, that are there, which I think for people who are into Internet content uh, are very, very interesting, regardless of what you think about Tucker Carlson. But I was like, oh, you want to know what? I should do a, a a Tucker Carlson-esque monologue for the intro. Oh, whoa. And so I had it. Um, I had it write. It did, I, I used Andrew's uh, 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 advice to have it explain to me Tucker Carlson's style, and then I had it write a uh, a thing with the thesis of my episode. Uh, and at that point, it's like, wow! Like it gets parody on a level Perfect. that I think is is shocking. Like like if you really have it dial in on like what makes it and it's like the thing that it it realized immediately that if I watched a bunch of Tucker Carlson I probably would not get is he uses a lot of very expressive very direct but very short sentences and and his his monologues tend to go like nothing is it's like almost like Vonnegut it's like no, there's no sentence that's more than like 5 to 8 words like and and it just keeps like kind of like going Boop, 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 boop. Then there's like a lot of repetition. There's a lot of themes of like us. We are doing X, Y, or Z. They are doing X, Y, or Z. What? A, uh, what? A,
3: what a brilliant hmm. insight on prompts. Uh, if I were to do an impression of blank, what should I focus on?
0: Um, I just, well, just have have it describe blank.
1: Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Tell it. Tell it to say say first. Say describe the style or whatever of this first, because that will prime it for when you ask it later on, because it will create now like 10 steps that it needs to follow to go through there. I'm going to be right so, back. Yeah. Yeah? Oh. But it, it is, the boost you see out of that sometimes is really significant.
2: Yeah. It, it's Because it, it, it feels like it's it's getting context and understanding that context. Yeah. Compared to like Siri, where you're like, hey, follow up action. And it's like, I don't know I what mean, you're talking
0: yeah. about. I, I don't know. Not, 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 not to beat this dead horse, but that's how you know that, that these... Chatbots and, and, uh, chat GPT specifically is just the future because everything else immediately looks very stupid and very silly in the same way that touchscreens on, on cell phones immediately made every other version of a cell phone look like it was from
1: a thousand years ago. Like, yeah. Mm. I, and I'll tell you too, that using GPT four compared to regular chat GPT turbo very way more effective for coding and that's why you know that that is well, the it, thing is it, that especially
3: because brevity is the name of the game in chat gpt4 it's able to uh, both when it's speaking to you just use fewer words so i would imagine that the code would be tighter
1: as well well it's it's that it's really it's those problem solving capabilities so remember gpt4's ability to do complex things so when you give it a bunch of code and say i got this error message it's really able to go look at each part and say, okay, it's less like, ah, maybe it's this. It's more, oh, let me think about this. Oh yeah, this function right here, like I can give it 300 lines of code and give it one error message and it always knows where it came from. Wow.
2: And and you get, I don't know, you get kind of the best of both worlds, right? You get something that'll look at your code, but has the computer-like attention to detail for, oh, there's probably a semicolon that shouldn't be there. Oh, that that comma should be a colon or something like that. Yeah that's uh uh i mean and can now can chad GPT hypnotize somebody
1: as that so let's somebody? uh well, before, we'd like to hypnotize all of our listeners of right course. now. Listen, the mm. person, mm.
3: person who's Follow listening to this podcast pieces. right now, only the person who's listening to this podcast right now, in a moment, in just a moment, I'm going to count from five to one, and when I finish, you are going to go to patreon.com slash weirdthings. That's right. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash weirdthings. Only the person who's listening to the sound of my voice, you're going to go there, you're going to sign up, you're going to contribute, you're going to keep us loud, live, and independent, you're going to get exclusive access of your own rss feed including our after things podcast uh and keep us
2: awesome that's right do it now now no 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 No. No. patreon.com
1: weird things all right let's go around the room and describe what how we would think of hypnosis uh, oh. I,
3: I, I've got a take on this, but I would love to hear other people first.
1: Bryce, sh-
2: sh- I guess I should go being the least magical.
0: Well, yeah. And, and also I've, or I've, the I've, most magical. I've, helped, I've helped Brian write a monologue about this. So <laughs> yes. I, I am familiar yeah. with Brian's thinking on it. So, so, so you go ahead, Bryce.
2: So my understanding of hypnosis, st- I guess, are we talking stage hypnosis or like, uh, Anything. That's, Anything. that's a good Third distinction. The, the, yeah. I, I believe that there's a pretty strong distinction between stage hypnosis and like per, personal hyp, hypnosis, I guess. Um, hypnotherapy. But, hypnotherapy, right. Um, my understanding about stage hypnosis is that it's um, uh, you kind of need to get someone who's already kind of going to be compliant uh, and you kind of only ask them to do things they will probably do if they were lucid to begin with, uh, is my very broad. Uh, understanding of of that is that any, what, what, it's, what it's, about
0: what about what about hypnotherapy what do you think about them
2: um real fake no uh bad? i i think no i think that there's there's there can be something there in the because that's that's where you like uh what you, you have someone sit down and you kind of i guess it's similar to stage right you kind of bring you put them under and uh, speak him, to make them. Make
0: him act like a chicken. And
2: yeah. <laughs> I bet there's something there. I mean,
3: the con- how much... By the way, if you go to a hypnotherapist and you find yourself singing Britney Spears,
2: then maybe find a different hypnotherapist chicken. Britney Spears is the bad one on that one, huh? Not like a... Oh, no. I like I, I, it's just a classic stage trope. Oh, okay.
3: That's yeah. like... It's like Like, like the big, if he's the big, making the big, you big, do a big stage big show finale. alone in the room, then, yeah, then uh, run away. Yeah, the, oh, yeah.
2: Okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I I... Uh, I don't. I don't know. I guess about hypnotherapy. I th- could imagine that it works. The, the right. I can imagine that it works. Um, is that? Is, does that? Why are you searching for? Just say your opinion, and and
3: and then we can well, discuss it. Partly because we've trained him over multiple years to expect us to slaughter so he, him if uh, he says the wrong. But
2: well, no, I just. I, I. I actually don't know. Like I, I. I. I bet it probably is effective. I bet we, hypnotherapy is somewhat effective. Uh, so, Isn't if you were looking possible?
0: to like quit smoking or quit
2: something, smoking or something yeah. subconscious, maybe, maybe there's something to
0: bite add. your fingernails or sleep better or something yeah, like that. Maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe. Is that is does that hold any water?
3: You're actually, as I understand it, 100% right. Uh, hypnotherapy for behavioral based activities uh, seems to be more than within the margin of error, effective, you know, like a, wow. uh, quitting smoking or whatever. But of course there's some kind of bias because people who go to a hypnotherapist to quit smoking have probably decided. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, uh, and you're also right about, as to the best of my understanding, stage hypnosis Ooh. does seem to be a mostly different animal. Uh, I do believe that um, uh, uh, some volunteers are better than others and yeah. some are quite good at being fully in state. Uh, For example, uh, when anybody asks me, and then uh, I would love to hear Andrew's take on this, but when somebody asks me, is hypnosis real? That's a very broad way to phrase it. Uh, I usually respond with, if you have ever laughed at a movie or cried at a movie, you have had a physical response to characters who never existed, a situation that never happened, mm. uh, except for in your mind, but they became so alive that you had a physical response to it. That is hypnosis, right? And that is true both on stage and in uh, a, a hypnotherapy. On stage, most people have never gotten on stage and performed before, so as a result, most people don't aren't familiar with the strange being so present in the momentness. That the moment the show is over, you forget everything that's happened. Uh, we've all talked about this, you know, uh, many, many times. Uh, sure. Maybe one of us on the panel has rubbed it in Justin and I's faces many, many times what? on a comedy show. Oh. Uh, oh, By by reusing old games that we're oh, supposed okay. to remember. I yeah, I did that. <laughs> but but likewise, that's a very novel thing for a lot of people. <laughs> uh, in hypnotherapy, it's a matter of association. Like if you associate a cigarette with that moment of relax and centering yourself. And instead you want to establish a new pattern. Uh, as, as uh, years ago, Andrew Maine recommended uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's autobiography, total recall. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger explains that whatever you want in life, it's all reps. Uh, he wanted to be Mr. Universe and he figured out, well, my calves aren't big enough, so he just did reps and got bigger calves. He wanted to be an actor. Well, this robot is supposed to know how to assemble a gun. I've never seen a gun in my life, so what did he do? He just did reps and, and assembled and disassembled a gun, got to the point where he could do it without looking. That was perfect for the character or whatever.
2: Yeah. Uh, Practice he, makes perfect.
3: He, he, he gave a speech and was really lousy about it. said, I want to be governor. What do I have to do? Reps. And he did more and more speeches. So uh, that, to me, is the the way I understand hypnotherapy. Uh, and that, hmm. I think that's the full Brian Brushwood brain dump on it. Uh, 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 Justin, 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 Andrew, what do you guys say?
2: Are we in the lines on this? Oh, I have no idea. I mean, uh, Andrew would know more than I do. <laughs> uh,
1: I, yeah, Brian, I would say I agree. I think that I remember when I worked with James Randy and asked him about hypnosis, he would say oh, it's an agreement between two people to sort of behave in a certain way, which was, Sort of his way to sort of describe is like people are just sort of make believing. And 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 I think that's a broad, but maybe to perhaps too broad, because your example, I think, about the movie theater and the experience is on the nose. Like, like if you can read a book and all of a sudden be afraid of a snake because it's talking about snakes, or feel a spider calling on your arm because it's so descriptive and your brain is taking your focus and put it there. That is some different state. That's a different state than you just being it purely objectively. I read about this and it did not affect me kind of mode. If you look at the Wikipedia description, I think the first sentence it mentions about, it talks about suggestibility and it talks about focus. We often overemphasize the idea that there is a person controlling their actions and really in the same way that a writer does, you know, it's not, it, it you. I think once you sort of disassociate it from there and think about a different sort of state and how suggestible you are like in a movie theater being scared and jumping out at something even though you know you're sitting at the theater you're totally safe you're not in the house why do you jump why because your senses some part of you is tricked and thinks that you are there that is why you do it so i think that's a strong point to make that hypnosis is a real thing but it affects so many different modes of human behavior and culture and entertainment that it's often hard to sort of like you know disentangle it from all of that Now, when you get into clinical hypnosis and stuff, I think that's, you know, I think there's some data that shows that work. I think it's just a more formalized version of that. And we, we talk about the difference between stage hypnosis and clinical, and I would argue uh, half of stage hypnosis is fake. It's just telling somebody to do a thing and then convincing the rest of the audience that they did it because you told them to, you know, through hypnosis. Mm -hmm. But half of it's awesome is genuine. It's the same thing as going to a movie or whatever, and somebody. Really becoming depends upon the performer. Let me make that clear that, like, some people are very capable of putting people in that state. There are some people who do stage hypnosis and clinical hypnosis who do both of them because there's some, you know, similarities between them. Although the clinical hypnosis don't like the stage hypnosis hypnotists for most reasons. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I, oh, go ahead. Yeah, please. No, please,
3: please. Oh, I, I was going to bring up the fact that, um, uh, it's difficult because everybody approaches hypnosis from a different level of ability to, and I am fond of suggesting that all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. All of it happens with agreement. How quickly somebody can fully enter state depends on what kind of person you are. I, I mean, after all, every year we have the Oscars and we give out awards for bizarre, wonderful individuals who are able to, on command, truly internalize the death of their own child and break down on command within seconds of action that 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 is that is also hypnosis and 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 we celebrate that uh and other people are you know very reserved and, and uh, it's very difficult. It takes a very long time to get them into a place where they're opened up enough to try to enter that kind of frame of mind. Uh, so that's the part that stage hypnosis ends up looking so much more impressive is because you're able to select out of from the menu of 1,000 individuals, you get to have them self-select who wants to even apply for the job. And then of them, the hypnotist is able to notice who instantly is reacting and being fully in state after each suggestion. And then suddenly you end up with 10 very talented individuals and maybe they had never knew that they were capable of this. Maybe they 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 did know, but either way, they become the stars of the show by the end.
1: Yeah. That's, the, that's like you'll see at the beginning of the hypnosis show where they'll do the thing like, everybody hold your arms out and it's feeling really heavy, you know, and you look to see like, who's arms moving, you know, who's the yeah. one that's like really kind of into it and following the instructions. There's a lot of little things that they do to sort of figure out who am I going to use? Who am yeah. I going to use?
0: You know, in uh is it episode one season two? Yeah. Yeah. Episode one season two of world's greatest con Brian uh, uh, does a, a monologue about why stage hypnosis works and, and some of the techniques that go on uh, uh, behind the scenes on that and why, it is indeed a genuine experience uh, uh, for everybody involved. The, the the hypnosis or sorry, the, hyp, the hypnotist doesn't say anything uh, uh, particularly coercive or like everything is, you know, carefully worded to, to be true and every action that is taken by uh, the people up on stage based on the way that it is framed is exactly as it is said to be framed. Uh, is it, the The thing we have in our heads that that there is a waking dream state that is so suggestible that you're going to get up and do the chicken dance, maybe not, but that is the theatrical conceit for which makes it interesting that is that is the uh that is that is what 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 makes it worth it and I, also what makes it one repeatable. Of
1: my, yeah one of my favorite accounts was when Benjamin Franklin was in France and he and anton Lavoisier uh investigated. Uh, mesmer, mesmer name the term mesmer is mesmerism. uh and Anton from Mesmer,
2: example,
3: uh, uh, creator yeah. of mesmerism. Yeah, I literally just said that, Brian.
1: Uh,
2: so did I? <laughs> is it a
1: contest? I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, it's. But
2: well, did you know he invented mesmerism? I oh no, I didn't know that.
1: <laughs> didn't did know that. It delays. So sometimes we talk over each other, and that was a very funny thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> did you guys say did the I same s- thing?
2: Ha <laughs> Nobody knows. person I'm touching on the shoulder now. (laughs) Only the person I'm touching on the shoulder now. There are two people listening to this this show right now, and none of them are on this call. (laughs) Oh my
1: god. It's so funny, as Brian just reached out to touch Justin's shoulder, and their windows are next to each other on my Skype display. Mm -hmm. So literally, his arm goes right through to the other window. (laughs) So,
3: friends, Anton Mesmer, I think this was late 1700s. This is a time when uh, leeches were a popular solution to a lot of medical ills, and uh, pretty much anybody who had a pitch that was something other than leeches tended to, to do well. This is around the time that homeopathy gets created because it's pure water. Uh, and also, uh, Franz Anton's, Anton Mesmer thought that uh, uh, there was uh, animal magnetism, and so what he would do is he would come out in robes and he would he would move magnets over somebody's body in a repetitive, uh, we would now say hypnotic kind of way. And uh, uh, first of all, there's a level of intimacy that would be transgressive in other contexts uh, and so uh, you know many women reported feeling ex- you know strange flashes of things and I'm sure uh, men as well uh, uh, and then, that
0: sounds right up Ben Franklin's alley uh,
3: <laughs> yes indeed but uh, uh, it turns out that um, the repeated motions and the rhythm of of uh, it was basically a form of meditation basically like a dual two-person meditation uh, is is the way I read it. I, I don't know, Andrew, what, what do you think about it?
1: Yeah, that? I agree. I think that it, it was a matter of, uh, it was a really good example of suggestibility. And I think it was one of the first historical kind of accounts of somebody going there and documenting like, because people, there's a hysteria, all these rich French aristocrats were falling for this, which, you know, they had nothing better to do at their time. And it was just, but yeah, the term somebody put their animal magnetism is a thing that just we kind of, it's something I think we sort of used to describe like a force of will, wheel, wheel will, force of will, uh, force of will and charisma. Uh, but yeah, it is. I think that I love that because it was two modern enlightenment thinkers going through there and analyzing what's going on and sort of seeing right through, right through that and realizing, oh, you know, these people are delusional. Although, of course, you know, uh, now to think about it, you know, a discovery of witchcraft talks a bit about hysteria, et cetera.
3: Well, uh, wait, oh, man. Maybe that's something we should tee up for a future uh, uh, episode. Is the the weird hive mind that takes over during things like riots or or anything mm. from sports games to religious uh, revivals and so on? Um, there, there seems to be something about repeated motion, uh, uh, oftentimes songs uh, that 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 really activates as, as, um, uh, uh, oh, uh, the righteous mind, Jonathan Haidt. Um, he, uh, describes humans. We've talked about this before as 90% chimpanzee, 10% B there, there seems to be something about being part of a group that, uh, causes us to reduce the self, uh, our self interests and instead think of the group. And that makes sense in the context price of the uh, hypnotic stage show, the mm-hmm. stage hypnosis show, it's like all of a sudden it's like everybody's here. They paid good money to get a good show. Do I really want to serve my own self-interests by saying I don't want to be, pretend to be Britney Spears, or do I want to serve the group in this yeah. moment by the, totally giving myself over? The
2: peer pressure of it. I mean, I bet there's – I mean, even not giving yourself over to it, just like, eh, like, I got my eyes closed. He's telling me to moo. I'll just moo and get this over. Like, I can see that there's there would be even a certain amount of just crowd pressure to – like like you're saying to to keep the to keep well, the show and, going
3: and likewise on the hypnotherapy level I think there's something to the idea that if you're paying money to quit smoking do you want
2: to be I better get results uh, exactly. I better get results
3: do, I mean really it's it, 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 just to eliminate the word hypno uh, this is an accountability partner and you're going to show up and you're going to be asked so have you quit smoking or not and. There are two things. The more painful of the two options is to say, nope, I'm still smoking. I guess your thing doesn't work. That would be very unpleasant to do in person. The less painful thing would be every time you reach for a cigarette, so think, oh, man, I'm going go to go up on Thursday. Talk to, and,
0: I'm going to have to talk to uh, Doug, Doris. Yep. Yep. Yeah. hmm <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I I do think that that kind of stuff and, and, and also it's like for, for whatever it is worth to rewire the, the, the neural pathways of, okay, how, how would you describe the feeling that you have when you smoke a cigarette? And in general, it's like, oh boy, when I'm stressed, I just need to walk outside and smoke a cig. And that's, that's what I love to do. And boy, does it center me and everything. And if you're like, all right. When you pull out a cigarette, it's a snake from <laughs> hell and it and
3: it's gonna bite the inside let's, of your mouth. Let's practice imagining that imagining yeah. that it, very, very vividly.
0: Yeah, like, uh, like also and the snake sounds like this. Uh, and whenever you see a cigarette, it goes, ah uh, like now you know, I'm I'm getting scared scared this.
3: Every time you're stressed, you breathe deeply, which you can do because you're not smoking cigarettes.
0: Yeah. But it's like I mean, if you if you put all that stuff in your head. Then you are. I mean, this is not unlike the concept of discipline, the concept of stick-to-itiveness, the concept of getting something done, uh, where you understand that the reward that comes from the end of it is worth the sacrifice of what is happening now. You know, and this is uh, the the underpinnings of friendship and parenthood and and business and and love and like all, all these all these elements of of things that go into uh. A, not conquering your mind, but coming to an, an an agreement with your mind that, like, hey, sometimes you got to do things you don't want, or or you have to understand your world, understand that there are cause and effects for uh, various different reactions that you have in your life. So if if hypnosis, I mean, if we look at, we it's funny that we look at it as kind of like a weird brain hacking thing, and part of that is the art that has that has you know danced around these ideas, but in reality, we're constantly doing it every day of our lives when we make good habits or bad habits we are creating these reactions to 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 various different stimuli
1: i think it's such an interesting area of study and i hope that we get to see more of it um because i do think that it's one of these things that, on one hand people kind of want to dismiss it and then also i think people who practice practitioners of it will kind of over promise or over say things to an extent but i think it's something well, and, that certainly
3: we, we, we do know that there's a little bit, too, part of the reason it works, uh, air quotes, whatever that means, is um, we know that uh, 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 an overstated placebo will work better mathematically, scientifically, factually, than an understated placebo. Big placebos work better than small ones. Red ones work better than blue ones and all that stuff. So, so weirdly, the, the over-the-top pronouncements of uh, miracle cures from a hypnotherapist— the mere fact of saying it that way will actually affect the outcome.
1: Yeah, I would, I want to do kind of a deep dive into this more and look at some research papers and stuff and find out because I'm curious, like, how much does it help with recall? How much does it really help with studying? Because you hear the stories about like, oh, under hypnosis, somebody's able to recall all these details of a crime scene or something I'm like well yeah that were that the questions seems... given to them by the detectives <laughs> yeah that, that seems that seems a little i i don't
0: know about hidden potential kind of stuff but i i do buy it when it comes to reactions and and if anything just having a moment where in a calm state of mind you are uh, uh thinking about things i think can have a material benefit much in the way that uh, uh you know sitting down with yourself and deciding resolving i mean, these are stories that we tell all the time uh uh, uh how did i quit drinking or how did i decide to do x y or z it's like one day in 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 between my own ears i just said i'm doing it and then you did it right and it's like there's no reason why that can't happen with the help of somebody else
1: yeah i have a i sent you a clip bryce i don't know if you remember the sketch uh either of you from center live This is an old John Lovitz. Oh my God, I know exactly
3: which one it's about to be, and this is a great one. This one's an all-timer. I I, I hope, Bryce, you're seeing it for the first time. At last, there's something to shout about on Broadway. I loved it. It It was was much better than cats. (laughs) I'm going
0: to see it again (laughs) and again. A spectacular evening of theatrical thrills. (laughs) I loved it. It was much better than cats.
3: I am going to see it again and again. (laughs) The amazing Alexander, the world's greatest hypnotist, brings his phenomenal one-man show to the Lunt-Fontaine Theatre. The most mesmerizing show in Broadway history.
0: But don't take our word for it. Listen.
2: I love this. It was much better than cats. I'm going going to to see see it again again and again. again.
3: The critics agree. Frank Rich of the Times says, I loved it much better than that. I'm going to see it again and again. For a Broadway experience you'll never remember, don't miss the amazing Alexander. Call Telecharge It now. Call Telecharge It now. You will call. <laughs> and call them now. You will pick up the I, uh... phone
0: and call them now. Pick up the phone. You
3: I do love to be some one note jokes.
1: That's oh a pretty gosh. good one note jokes.
0: So great. So great.
1: <laughs> the uh, that pose that they do, I think that was based on like a Randy photograph of because like Mason Randy would do the the one eye yeah. at you, straight at the, you, the, the arched that, brow. Uh... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. If, I've seen Randy has that one. So I don't know if it was based on his or if that was something other people done previously in magic, but yeah, uh, funny, funny, funny bit. Um, good stuff. Gentlemen, what do you picks? Pick it up. I got to pick.
2: Yeah. Yeah. what, uh, What you got, Bryce? Uh, this is, uh, a little soapy. I'll say it's a little soapy. Uh, Uh, but it's also high action thrills. Okay, what if, okay, you know that movie, Miss Congeniality? Yeah. You know how we all love Miss Congeniality? Love it. Love it. Sandy. Sandy B. What if it also was The Crown? Okay. That would be the new Netflix series, The Diplomat. Uh, uh, Man, this show is is good. It's uh, Carrie Russell, um, who plays a career diplomat who is uh, about to be sent to uh to Afghanistan I believe to help get people safely out of that country and ends up being diverted over to be the ambassador to the United Kingdom uh to to stop a big um a big military conflict with Iran and uh I uh, it's it is very soapy there's a it, it's kind of like house of cards in that way of like mm. oh this is this is no, nothing fast. is ever gonna be resolved ever no uh, uh, no just in that like this is probably beyond the line of like realism. Realism, yes. Um, but it's cool. There's a lot of like spy thriller stuff. You, get, you know, she's she kind of doesn't want to do it because it's like, oh, I'm gonna have to be the the waving gal. You know, i a, a figurehead. But then she ends up finding her own bits of of stealthiness and 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 uh, political intrigue uh it's good uh a uh, season finale kind of it sets up it's like a cliffhanger so it's kind of a bummer but they're gonna have a second season come out and a uh, very great watch i watched this all in like two or three days it is it is a stonker it is awesome
3: uh i i um, got a diplomat you want to pick it up uh well i mean to be honest a
1: stonker i'm like new to all these terms Bryce. yeah <laughs> it means it means good yeah. I
3: believe you. Uh, I it's don't... it's 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 uh fat and chubby with the wealth of good storytelling. Uh look yeah. heads up, Justin Robert Young is a terrible person who has betrayed our friendship uh, by not causing God. me fast enough to build a tunnel all the way down to Australia to watch Auntie Donna's Coffee Cafe. It's great. It's a great show. They're still
0: promoting it. You, uh, they're still promoting it. I got you to watch it while they're still promoting it. I win.
3: <laughs> uh, well, not fast enough. Yeah, because my, I win. Because is... I
0: didn't. All right. So Brian, uh-huh. I-, I told Brian, when I read the Beastie Boys book, you failed because it took me two years to listen to the Beastie Boys book uh, from when they were promoting it. So failure for you. Win for me. Because they're still promoting this. And uh, it's not even legally available here. One in the win column. Oh, okay. What did you think?
2: No, what did you uh, think about it?
3: So far, so great. Uh, the only way it could be better is if I could be rocking a mullet and uh, 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 in, and it be late April.
2: Yeah. Uh, is it? I, I'm assuming it's very structurally similar to Auntie Donna's Big Old House of Fun on Netflix.
3: Yeah. Uh, well,
2: just kind of like non sequitur skits. Correct, but but that that
3: one, Uh, the the, the tied together theme was that they were all living in a house together. This one, they're running a coffee cafe. It
0: is, is, I would say, about 20% more plot-driven in that, like, uh, it's, you know, in in Big Old House of Fun, it was essentially just a bunch of Mr. Show-esque different sketches that kind of came one after another, uh, and, and the plot was very loosely or thinly sort of present and maybe when they started with a thing they'd end with a thing at the end or they would close some loop. Uh, this is a little bit more structured in that you know the the big the first scene introduces a problem and they resolve it in in the final scene each episode, but it retains, some of the surrealist uh wacky you, you never know where it's gonna go humor of uh, Auntie Donna, but uh pacing
3: yeah, pacing is tight on this one it's tight, very tight, tight yeah,
0: it's very good uh, uh if you live in Australia, then get it on ABC's eye view. This will be my pick as well uh and we uh if you want to support the uh oh actually no no, no. here's are, my pick. are the episodes okay uh, uh their YouTube channel grouse house has a new series called the most upsetting guessing game. Uh, This is based on uh, a bit that they've done on their podcast that they, they allegedly used to do when uh, they were getting ready for a show. They would play a game, an improv game called party quirks where normally a party quirks game is, you know, somebody is an astronaut and somebody is a fisherman and somebody is uh, a Richard Nixon. And then uh, it is an exercise in listening to the people that are are doing these things and and learning how to express them so they are easy to uh, read by the audience. Uh, their version is to make the the quirks impossible to get, like just really mean spirited. Uh, uh, including in the pilot of this one, one of the quirks is do something very obvious. And every time that the person calls it out, say no, and then get really mad. <laughs> uh, and that's what the other person who's, who's hosting the party it's has to, to guess. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Um,
2: And this is like a long, a long bit. Do they do like, just the one, because this is like a forty. Minute it is clip. one thing, but
0: it, it turns into kind of like one half psychodrama of them being like explaining inside jokes to each other uh, uh, because they're trying to terrorize each other. It's it, it's very very fun. On Grouse House, the most upsetting guessing game. There we go, Andrew.
1: My pick is <laughs> lamp. <laughs> Kaiser Soze. You,
3: you uh, uh, Andrew, are you just saying the word lamp because you couldn't think of a pick?
1: Desk.
2: <laughs> it's okay if you don't have a pick. <laughs> the Anchorman <laughs> is Andrew's pick. Yes,
1: I've actually, I've actually been watching that um, uh, sporadically, little bits and pieces every night. It's from a different time. Anchorman. Um, yeah. Yeah. But. You think Jack Black
3: uh, could get away with, like, just kicking a dog off a bridge and say, because that's how I roll? Yes.
1: <laughs> I think that's the least yes. of the concerns that's there, particularly yeah. when you get to the sequel, too. Um, I uh, actually i have been reading a couple books. One of them I just started. Um, you guys familiar with Tony Buzan? mm You ever heard of a thing called a mind map?
3: Uh, that's a, like, a, like a brainstorm thing. You write it out on a whiteboard, all the
2: things you're thinking about. You put arrows and stuff.
1: Buzan is actually the guy that created the mind map. And he's also Whoa. a memory expert and all that. I think he, I, let me not, not prematurely declare him dead, but I do think he just passed oh, away yeah, 2019, unfortunately. Yeah. So he was a big promoter of memory methods, et cetera. And there's actually like video of him, like in his twenties or something on the BBC explaining my mind maps, like in the sixties or something. Damn. It's like, he like legit was the guy that popularized this idea, but he talked about how, Hey, I wanted to become a better note-taker in school and I looked around at people who took notes and I noticed that the people who had the be- do, did the best, their notes were not neatly organized notes like we were taught, they were radiating, they went from here to here, they were all over the place, but they were tied back into themes. And he thought, that looks like kind of like the neuron in a brain, it looks like how it connects to different things. And he looks at the idea of, I think the, the description he used was that it's just kind of like the way the mind talks to itself you know it was just a, it was a very clever sort of way to sort of describe the way that it was you know the idea that like if you look at like it's it's the format of the brain and it's, it's sort of but it is a very interesting thing so i actually thought, like do i need a book on how to like you know think put what's in my head and i'm like i don't know let me read it and check it out but anyhow um yeah i think it's a, just a very neat idea to sort of look at like yeah connecting things together and doing things in different like collages or whatever is an old idea but he really sort of said hey this is a valid form of learning things or practicing etc and let me expand on these tools into ways that could be helpful so right now i'm reading mind map by tony Buzan, mind map mastery
3: nice nice how are you reading it is there a source of illumination that you'd like to
2: also shout out desk (laughs) so close (laughs) so close so close He's got all the the natural light in there, that's why.
1: (laughs) It's been weird. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program.